Welcome to Punches and Punchlines, where we break down the best in boxing with a sense of humor. And now, your hosts, Fritz and Franco. Welcome back, everybody. Uh, we are excited to have an episode for you. We're covering two weeks worth of action. There was plenty of action to get into, so I won't pussyfoot around here in the beginning. It's wonderful to see you, as always, Franco. Are you ready to jump into this? Yes, I am. And I didn't know we were working blue today with pussyfooting, but I like it. Let's, <laughs> let's go on ahead and get on into it. Lee Wood, 34 years old, coming in at 26 and 2, versus Mauricio Lara. 24 years old, coming in at 25, 2, and 1. Now, Franco, this fight was an exciting finish. Let's say that. Yeah. This ended exactly how I predicted it was going to happen. Well, not exactly. I took rounds uh, 9 and 10, so it didn't quite go as long as I was hoping. But that being said, I was also in agreement when this was stopped. Now I'll just get you, we could discuss that in a second. I just want to tell you what I thought at the beginning of this fight for the seven rounds until the knockout came. All right. Okay. This looked like almost all wood, except for maybe the second. Wood is such a fun fighter. Yeah. I would, I would watch him anytime he's fighting. He's, he's a fun dude. He's definitely talented. Do I think he's world level elite? I don't know, but he was the champ and. He only had two losses coming into this. I think he's really great. So I'm not going to pick him apart or anything like that. I would watch that dude anytime. So I'm just throwing that out there. But he's definitely has some limitations. Going into this fight, I knew he was the champ, but I was also thinking he's going to get knocked out by Mauricio Lara. All right. <laughs> I called it ahead of time. I'm like, the puncher is going to beat the perm, you know, oh. <laughs> by, by knockout. And that's exactly what happened. I would have thought. You know, maybe if he had more of the perm on the back, he would have been oh no, you know, like cushioned. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. No, that's it's definitely a look a lot of my students have where it's uh like the sides are buzzed up in an undercut, and then the top looks like they it's just a, a massive little tight curls, and that's definitely what Lee Wood was rocking. But I have tons of students that it, I feel like that style's kind of starting to go away a little bit. But it's definitely a look, and oh, I thought Lee Wood. When when you said the perm at first, I got all excited. I thought Richard Torres was fighting again. I was like, already, that's how manly he is. But then when I was like, oh, he's talking about Lee Wood's hair. That makes a lot more sense. <laughs> and I agree wholeheartedly that Mauricio Lara is the puncher. Like Lee Wood, it's hard. I feel like you were very fair to him in your in your setup there. I feel very similar. Where I do like him. He is a fun boxer to watch. And while he does have that pop, it's not as much as Mauricio Lara's. And Lara was just so patient in this fight. I, I was sitting there thinking he's like a little Mexican emo kid that just wants to feel the pain to remind him that he's alive and was just letting Lee Wood unload on his head for, what, six rounds straight? Yeah, and you know what thought came to me? This almost, this could have ended like a movie because they both landed hooks at the exact same time. Oh, yeah. All right? But the one just knocked the shit out of Lee Wood. The typical, you know, Hollywood where they both get knocked down and then they're struggling to get up at the 10 count, you know? Like, <laughs> that's how the Hollywood script would have gone. But Not in uh, this one, though. <laughs> yeah. But in this one, it made me think of that scene in uh, The Hustler where okay. he's hustling. He hustles The Hustler. 
So Wood tried to to hook with the hooker, and <laughs> when Paul Newman, they're like, he's like, uh, they're like, oh, you're a real pool shark, huh, boy? He's like, yeah, but he was too. He's like, yeah, but you're a lot better than him. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's <laughs> so totally what he, this was. He went with the wrong hustler and, uh, you know, got knocked out. Yeah. And I will say this. I, you called the second round. That one I definitely gave to Mauricio Lara. He went crazy at the end. It was like, you know, like his little energy bar had built up to where he could use like the special buttons and unleash mm-hmm. some kind of crazy combo. And Lee Wood had moments where he looked like he was a little bit wobbly, not not anything crazy, not where you're like jumping out of your seat, but he was eating some big punches. It just wasn't as many as he was landing. Like he was definitely outlanding Mauricio Lara. The thing that was annoying me is and but also what made me like this fight so much was the location. So this was in Nottingham Forest. I hear they have a sheriff that they're trying to fight against or whatever. But Mauricio Lara comes in with the full mariachi live band with the sombrero and the poncho. And, you know, listeners that are regulars, they know we love the shit out of that. And it was spectacular. And then Lee Wood came in. to And you definitely have to import your mariachi to, to oh, Nottingham. Yeah. They don't they don't have a local mariachi band uh, in Nottingham. Hang, that hang I'm out willing, with Friar Tuck. I'm willing, to, I'm willing to gamble on that one. They'd be like, uh, I can't play a lute. I need the big yeah. fat guitar. You know, like, They couldn't find the rooster from Robin Hood. <laughs> he's like, no, nah, but call my cousins, get them to come right. up, but they're going to play. And it, it was like a cool setup because the crowd was so hot like this crowd was out of their minds on fire which really set a cool stage for the fight but then everybody was being such a homer like the announcers the announcers were totally rooting for lee wood oh my god they're like you know mauricio lara better do something he's just getting murdered here he's getting killed i'm like are we are we watching the same fight because he looks like he's being patient but i don't see him going down anytime soon and so they had just finish going crazy praising Lee Wood and you know they're wiping off their mouth and all of a right. sudden and all of a sudden he lands that hook and drops them and they were like oh and then they like didn't know what to say <laughs> <laughs> like everything that they had been setting up was completely thrown out the window now I want to know what you thought of the actual ending uh because he did get up from the count he beat the count and mm-hmm. then the referee checked him I thought he looked wobbly, but there was only 10 seconds left in the round. He steps forward to fight, and then his corner throws in the towel. Now, his corner knows him better than anybody else in that arena, as far as boxing goes, you know? So I I couldn't be mad at them, but it was like, I think he could have lasted those 10 seconds. Yeah, I don't think he could have lasted the 10 seconds. Okay. Um, it did look like he got on his feet, and the legs weren't there. Yeah. But they weren't awful. You know, he wasn't spaghetti-legged yet, but he was definitely feeling that shot still. Now, I do think that there was going to... It was only going to take one more punch to really hurt him, okay? Yeah. Dan Raphael was like, oh, it would have only been six seconds by the if they would have let the fight go. It only takes one second to get a guy really hurt. So yeah. I think the corner did the right thing. I'd always much rather say, oh, did they stop it too soon than to have another episode like when we talked about Alexei Dadashev, where we're like, why didn't they stop it sooner? You know? Yeah. So, so yeah, um, Lee Wood gets to fight another day. 
which is good for Lee Wood and good for boxing fans everywhere. Like the dude is fun to watch. They're, we're saying that Josh Warrington is going to fight Mauricio Lara next. You know, it could be a fun fight, but why does Josh Warrington get that fight? It doesn't, that doesn't make a lot of sense to me. You know, he got his ass kicked by Lara already. And then in the rematch, he just came out headbutting. Yeah. And you know, I was a fan of Josh Warrington at one point. And I still don't hate the guy, but he clearly is dirty. He, I mean, he leads with his head, and it's it's not my favorite. Yeah, you know who was not my favorite, Fritz, was the security guard after the fight. So uh, the fight, you know, they throw in the towel. It gets stopped. Chaos is ensuing in Nottingham. Robin Hood swept in with Maid Marian. Arrows are flying. And Mauricio Lara tries to go into the crowd to fight somebody. And they had to, like, pull him back through the ropes and then once he was back in the ring, it was kind of like, a, all right, I'm ready to celebrate now. And the security wouldn't let him celebrate. Like he jumped up on the corner and was pounding his chest. And they're like, no, 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 like, don't do that. And then he's like, okay, I'm going to go over and shake his hand. And they're like, no, 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 don't do that either. Fuck you have Nottingham. to have tea first. We're in England. <laughs> yeah. Like, fuck Nottingham for not letting him celebrate. Both dudes were crying at the end of it for completely different reasons. I say run it back, but this time in Mexico City, because that'll be totally fair. I'm sure that crowd will be completely unbiased towards both boxers. Yeah, the only thing I will say about the celebration is there should be nobody at the ring that's telling you not to celebrate, but it should be on the fighter until you're you know your guy is okay. Until you know that your your opponent is okay, then you can start going crazy. But I've also never knocked somebody out and felt that adrenaline rush. So I'm saying for sure that it's definitely not security's job to be like, all right, settle down now. Yeah. Oh, I'd be, a I know you just won shit. a world championship, <laughs> but uh, act like you've been here before. You yeah. Know, like fuck you security. I'm <laughs> like a little league coach jump up and down. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, this was just a wonderful fight and the rest of the card was fine, but this main event was cool. And I definitely want to see both of these dudes fight again. Just a joy. The, if you just want to see a great one-punch knockout, YouTube search Lara versus Wood and get ready to see some slot machine eyes on the guy with the perm and uh, <laughs> the Mexican guy running away with the belt. It was wonderful. They try to tell us all the time, Franco, that we can't play boxing, and uh, we prove them wrong every episode with our segment called Playing Boxing. We have a lot of boxing to wrap up in this final segment so uh buckle up there puncher maniacs we definitely appreciate you uh tuning in and uh we want to give you what we thought of a couple weeks worth of stuff there was a good showtime card with oshaki foster mm-hmm. and uh ray vargas did you check out that uh that main event i did i thought that it was a good fight it was you know usually i complain about the showtime productions with like just as far as not not the production the production is always like pretty good but like having to try to record it and missing it that was not the case i don't know if they changed their stuff but i was able to watch this one a little bit smoother than i usually do which i think set me in a better mood for sitting down to watch it in the first place yeah they still suck as far as they're on demand you know you can't just go back and have an event replay like you can with showtime or I'm sorry, with ESPN or with the zone. I just happened to be drinking my cup of coffee the next day when it was playing live again. The replay was playing live. I had already seen the main event live and the Mario Barrios and Piro versus Faust live. But then I saw Mario Barrios the next day. And that was that was, I mean, just a fun fight. Nothing like wonderful. 
I think Oshaki Foster is going to be a fighter that I'm going to be tuning in to watch because he was just frustrating the shit out of Ray Vargas. Yeah. Yeah, it's important to know that Oshaki Foster won me some money. So that's always great. Nice. Yeah. yeah I actually didn't bet on anything this weekend. And then afterwards, I was like, dang, like I kind of felt like I should have put some money on it. But also some of the fights were a little bit hard to find on the betting apps. Uh, but on the uh, I, or I'm sorry, on the Nottingham card, on that whole undercard, some of the fights I thought were just OK. But there was one upset that, that like everybody kept calling it an upset and on social media. They're like, oh, the big upset of the night. And I don't know if it really was an upset. Uh, Gamal Yafai fought against Diego Alberto Ruiz, an Argentinian dude. Gamal Yafai was 19 and two going into this fight out of all of those 19 only nine of the people had winning hey, records. Oh my God. Like everybody else is a losing record. And I, I don't want to shit on him and say like, oh, he's just this dude that they were protecting. He had a gold medal in the Olympics. Like he's a legitimate dude, but I do feel like they were kind of protecting him as a pro and having go up against just a lot of really shitty dudes, especially after he would lose. So he would like, he had his first loss and then he fought against some guy who was like, Two and forty-seven, or whatever weird British right. record. A, a boxer they didn't even say his last name when they introduced him, like the re- the wrestling jobber. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like and in his opponent in the red corner, Bill. Yeah, <laughs> comes out with just the blue trunks. No, nothing else. Yeah. It, so Yafai went down three times. He looked wobbly for the majority of the fight. It did go the distance. And, you know, Diego Alberto Ruiz, 23-6-1, and one, nothing to write home about, but he beat the shit out of Yafai. So it's kind of like, I don't know where he goes from here. He's now 19-3, and three, and anytime he fights somebody who, with a winning record, he's almost getting to the point where he's going to be 500. He's lost a third of those <laughs> fights. Like, it's, it's kind of sketchy. But the rest of the fights, uh, really, my favorite one was Israel Dufus, only because of the name. <laughs> Right, that's that's a wonderful name, right? That, speaking of crazy names, did you see Scooby fight? Yes, yeah, yeah that was fun. And Showbox, even... that was a good one. And I will say this: if we have a punch maniac in Kansas, I would be surprised because it doesn't look like they have a lot of boxing fans in Kansas. You know, they put on this nice card in Topeka. Let's just say this: it was not packed. All right. No. Next weekend we have a card in uh, at the Armory in Showtime. Uh, on Showtime at the Armory in Minneapolis. And that's one of our destinations that we do want to make eventually because it does get packed and people show up and are super into it. But uh, yeah, this card at Topeka, Kansas, I enjoyed uh, getting to know Scooby. Uh, that was that was a cool fight. I didn't see the main event of that one, but uh, how do you say, Misael Lopez? Yeah. Versus uh- Edward Vasquez? Yeah, that, that was a good fight. That was wonderful. Like that is, if you're looking at the menu, that is a boxing, that's your meat and potatoes, safe, just action-packed fight where even your most casual or novice boxing fan could see what's going on. Where you're just like, oh yeah, these these dudes have each spot on the check chart. They they have defense. They have some speed. They have some power. They have that relentless punch output. And it was just a fun fight yeah that one was definitely a banger were there any other fights on that card i'm trying to remember i mean i don't remember any that was definitely the fight of that card 
Yeah. I fell asleep before the main event. <laughs> um, so I wasn't uh, sure uh, whether there was anything good. And then on the the last thing that I saw for the weekend was the Louis Neary versus Azat Hovanesian. And that was a goddamn slugfest where Avanesian was just like blocking every punch with his face and just did not stop until he was stopped. You know what I mean? Like yeah. he kept putting absolutely every bit of effort he had left until he just had nothing left. And that's when the, you know, the fight was stopped. And I'm not sure that I'm a fan of Lewis Neary. I don't enjoy when boxers can't make weight. All right. Um, um, you, you have a job and you know, your weight limit, do your job, you know, be a professional. So he's missed weight a couple of times. They were saying in the telecast that he had been suspended for drugs. Uh, they didn't say which drugs, but being in boxing, we can assume which drugs they were talking about. Molly. <laughs> yes, exactly. You definitely need to pick me up after getting punched in the face as much as he did. But yeah, so Neary won the fight, uh, but I, I can't say that I was rooting for a minute. Shane Mosley Jr. looked good in that fight beforehand. Yeah, and it was that was a, fun. It was a 10-round fight, and they announced the one score was 100 to 90. If you just hear that score, you're like, oh, well, then it wasn't a close fight. I could see where you could get that score. But it was still a close fight. Like each round was uh, mostly just edged him out. And each, I mean, there was a couple rounds where he had the, the clear win, but there was a couple of ones where you're like, ah, oh, maybe that one went to uh, Lozano. But I, I really enjoyed that fight. I wasn't expecting much out of it. And then to see just that action throughout was really fun. And did you see uh, Christian Olivas? Christian Olivas did. a dude named Rowdy. Rowdy Montgomery. Rowdy Montgomery got the call a legend Montgomery got the call a week before and I think I've said this about uh, other boxers but was absolutely I'm surprised he had a pulse like he (laughs) he looked so stone-faced zero emotion at the whole the whole fight just stone-faced and thinking it through not reacting just really playing his game did wonderfully all right you know is a leave us great no but he's certainly good and this dude had a week's notice, but just came in and I think earned himself a few more paychecks because he really did well. Yeah. Oh, for sure. I thought the fight was just okay with the action very spread out, but there was definitely, you know, seeing Rowdy Montgomery take it, not only was he stone-faced and didn't show a lot of emotion, he didn't show a lot of head movement either. So I'm thinking this guy's sure. leaving his head right on the line and then he did not get knocked out. He ends up taking the unanimous decision win which kind of made it more fun. Like upsets are always fun. Yeah. And maybe that's what it was. It was, I was just expecting so little out of Rowdy that when he came out and, you know, the first two rounds I was given to Olivas, but then after that, I'm like, you know what? Rowdy is not here to be the opponent. He's here to win. And I was just respecting the dude for, you know, staying in shape and being able to perform after a one week's notice. So kudos to Rowdy. Now, did you see the fight? After the Rowdy Montgomery, but before the Shane Mosley Jr. fight, Ricardo Sandoval and Jerson Ortiz fought. And in round two, Sandoval lands this sick body shot to Ortiz's stomach. Ortiz doubles over, and he looked like he had just eaten an entire sack of White Castle sliders, but his dad is in the bathroom and it's taken forever. Like, <laughs> punched over, holding his stomach, and they're counting. And you're waiting for him to at least kind of try to get up. Oh, Yeah. His forehead never left the mat and he held his stomach the whole time. It was such like, I love. I think he's still there. 
they had to put up a different ring because he's like, nope, I'm not getting up until I feel better. <laughs> so, yeah, he's actually still there in that exact same pose. Uh, if his family's looking for him, we know where he's at. But yeah, there, uh, there was a lot of boxing. We might have missed something there, Puncher Maniacs. If you saw something that we kind of glazed over, you know, let us know. We're always happy to to hear from, from the fans. And we certainly appreciate the fans for tuning in and listening. It sounds like uh, some of you have been telling friends, so we appreciate that. Even if it's just me and Franco, only Eleanor is listening to the program. We're still going to do it because we're having fun. <laughs> and I hope that really does come across when you're listening. Eleanor's ratings gold. She uh, moves the needle. <laughs> that we say, definitely know. As they say in the biz. <laughs> now, what do we have coming up? There's a lot of fights, but they're kind of spread out or they just don't even count to us as fights, such as the Jake Paul, Tommy Fury fight or Floyd Mayweather Versus versus Aaron Chalmers, uh, we don't. We might as well cover yeah, rough and I'm rowdy. Not listening to Super Nintendo Chalmers, uh, <laughs> I got February twenty fifth, Minneapolis, uh, at the Armory. We had talked about going. We're not going to make it this time, but the Armory is going to be one of the places that we see. Uh, Subriel Matisse is fighting Jermaine Ponce. Our guy Elvis Rodriguez is on that card as well. Then we're going to roll that cover that in the following week's episode where we have you know quite a bit there's card on february 26th on cbs i'll check that out i don't know any of the guys on there but i have cbs so i'll check that out then brandon figueroa versus mark mcsio yes the following week on showtime the return to jared hurd god i can't even remember the last time i watched that dude box so uh, it'll be fun to see him again and in Culiacan, mexico my, oh, yeah. I, how bad Kulia did Khan. I ruin that? Uh, close. Yeah, there you go. Julia Khan, Mexico. Uh, Angel Ferrero, uh, Eduardo, Australia. Yeah, so we got more on that that weekend, but there'll be plenty for us that we're going to make a, another bigger episode. And uh, if there's something come up this coming weekend or the following weekend that you're like, oh, check out my, my buddies on this YouTube feed. Let me know. I will, I will watch that shit. <laughs> Uh, I remember tuning in to an Amanda Serrano fight on some crazy. Uh, oh yeah, I forgot you know, about that YouTube feed because somebody's like, "Oh, you can watch that for free." She's fighting. You know, I forget where the hell it was. It was somewhere in South America, but it, no, no, it was. You know. I think it was Puerto Rico, and it was on Facebook. Yeah, it was definitely on Facebook, and uh, yeah, it was yeah. in Puerto Rico. But I thought I think. it was like South America or Central America. I think it was Puerto Rico, but it was like in a You're shitty gym. It was like a school gym. You were just saying that because she's Puerto Rican, and uh, I I definitely think it was Central America, and you heard it here. For, you're going Puerto Rico. We'll look it up by the next fight, and we're uh, betting five bucks. All right. <laughs> Sounds good. If it's not Puerto Rico or Central or South America, I took a bigger area. So yeah, <laughs> I, I think I played this correct. That'll be uh, – tune in to find out how that goes, uh, Punch Maniacs. And again – Thanks for Franco to doing all the editing and getting this out to everybody. And thank you guys for listening and subscribing. I certainly appreciate it. Uh, I got some shows coming up and I will give you information on that uh, on the next episode as well. I'll give you some dates. And uh, if you don't have anything else, Franco, I'm throwing in the towel. Thank you for listening to Punches and Punchlines. Make sure to like, subscribe, and follow. And we'll see you next week when we break down the best in boxing with a sense of humor.